Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers is in studio with the Putnam County Mayor, Mr. Randy Porter. Good morning, Randy. Morning, Ben. How are you today? I'm great. How about you? I'm good. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. I always want to have you in at least every three or four months and basically to let everybody know what's going on in the county. And then, of course, you and I get to pontificate about county government like we like to do because we're nerds and we on that we spend more time during the breaks talking about county government that's our thing we do and so we want to share some of that stuff with y'all and it's it's good stuff it's informational stuff but first i want to talk about the county and i guess i can go back and start with the december commission meeting um which was a very eventful well not the commission meeting the special call meeting i should say we had so let's talk a little bit about the special call meeting and your eight plus years as mayor we had never had a special call meeting not that i remember no the last one I remember Putnam County having, and I, well, there could have been another one in there, but was, I want to say, August of maybe, let's see, 14, uh, August of 10, when the county was looking to do the 1981 Act. That's the last time I remember, yeah. And the 1981 Act is a centralized financial <laughs> management system where the county incorporates a finance department where all the finances are taken out of your office. Right. And so... Um, they had talked about it in previous meetings. They called a special call meeting, and they asked me to come talk about it. <laughs> they asked me to come talk about it, and I'm not making fun of anybody. So I, I, they call, open the meeting, and when a commissioner makes a comment, well, I don't think we have much to discuss. I make a motion to adjourn. They adjourn the meeting. That was it. That's it. Yep. And so a 30-second, less than 30-second meeting. Uh, it cost that, the county $4,800. It did, because yep. the, the, the pay is the same then as it is now, and cost the county $4,800, and nothing was done. So you and I talked about having a special call meeting and, and how it would gonna, it would cost a little bit extra to pay the commissioners to be there. But I I told you, we're going to get – we're going to uh, make a decision. Right. I don't know what the decision was going to be, but we're going to have good conversation, and we're going to make a decision about something that's important to the community – and we were there an hour and almost hour and a half. Yeah, almost hour and a half. And you were on a deadline. You didn't have a choice on the special call meeting because you had the regular county commission meeting come up the next week. But the contractor would not lock their pricing in for that extra four days. So you'd have a special call meeting. It was probably good because with that type of meeting, you're only focused on one item. Uh, whatever that agenda item is. And it was the schools. And there was a lot of great discussion and debate and and mission wound up with a 12 12 tie vote and i th- you know i've heard i've had people ask me rainy does that happen a lot no it's it doesn't happen a lot and there's no tiebreaker a 12 12 vote is means whatever that they're voting on fails uh, but i think it shows how how tough a decision that that was for those commissioners. You had people on both sides that were very adamant about how they felt, but it was a tough decision as to whether to do this now or, or wait a little while and see what the economy does. So I think that was a proof of that. It didn't happen, but uh, uh, I, that's just they made the best decision that they could, and you have to go with the majority rules. Yeah, and so um, and that's a great point, and you're right. We had to have it because of the deadline to the contractor, and and. and I guess there was a situation where the contractor didn't feel like they could extend the process. I know we have asked contractors before on projects to give us an well, yeah. extension, and and they've been um, they've been willing to. This time it did not work out that way. So we had the special call meeting, and um, it, a lot, like you said, so much good discussion and good questions. And I'm not going to try to state my opinion on this show because I try to keep my opinion out of it. But I'll tell you what the advantages were and the disadvantages were and you can chime in too, based on what we heard. 
the disadvantages were more money, right? Right. And let's talk about that. Borrowing so more money. So sixteen more million. Yeah, sixteen half more million. We're going to have to borrow. We'd already borrowed ninety eight million. We were, I mean, we were very fortunate. We were able to borrow ninety eight million dollars to build the jail addition and a new school and not raise taxes. We had worked very hard with the previous two commissions to refinance all of our debt that we had. We hadn't borrowed any money in eight years and issued any bonds in eight years. We refinanced. We got our debt down where it was uh, less than half of what it was when I took office in 2014. So we had that debt capacity that we had worked very hard to get to be able to do that. So we did that. No effect on the citizens. Uh, but we were getting very close with this uh, addition to the school to add the five through eight. Uh, to borrow sixteen half more million, added another over a million dollars a year in debt payments, and we're getting very close to maxing ourselves out with the way we do capital projects. We pay cash for our capital mm-hmm. projects: roofs, new buildings, uh, vehicles, garbage trucks, all kinds of stuff we do with capital projects. We've done a lot of great things that that had to be done, but we paid cash for them, didn't borrow any money. If you keep adding debt, you'll get to the point that you couldn't do those capital projects. You're going to borrow money to do those too. So it was a, it was a tough decision. Um, I think either way it went, there wasn't a right or a wrong, uh, but it was uh, the commission decided not to do it. So we'll see how it goes. And if you know, I was listening to the radio coming in, and and they're talking about that they think uh, by the end of this next year the interest rates may start going back down again. Uh, if they do, we might get a better interest rate. Uh, if the economy slows down a little bit, maybe building costs go down some. Uh, and you you had some you had some things that happened with that project. Only one bidder. Uh, only that that makes it difficult to to work with. That's unheard of, really. Almost unheard for of for a huge project like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you usually have multiple bidders, and there's so much work out there because of all the money the federal government has put into county and city governments they're bidding all these water and sewer projects and new school and techs building all these new buildings and everything there's so much work out there that the the contractors are so busy they they don't want to do so much they can pick and choose what they want yeah they pick and choose so i'm gonna brag on you and he didn't pay me to do this two things i'm gonna brag on you about you talked about the debt in seven years from 14 to 21 Mm -hmm. We, you, with your leadership in the county commi- previous two county commissions, we reduced our debt in half. In half, yeah. In seven years, that's phenomenal because our debt was over $200 million. $238 million when I came in Reduced office. it by more than half, really. Yeah. And so we had to issue the bond in July of 21, and, and we had $98 million to it, but we're, we still worked that down. So, the, you know, the commission, and you did a great job on that. Second thing, if I want to know something about the market – I don't call a financial advisor. I call Randy Porter. <laughs> hey, what's the market like today? And he knows because he pay, and I say that because he pays attention, and he pays attention because of, of the county. He it, it affects everything we do. Yeah. Really. Oh, absolutely. And so you're in the know, and you pay. You, when I walk in your office, if the if the TV's on, which it hadn't been on a lot here lately, but if it's on, it's on Fox, on Fox business. business. Yeah. And so if I want to know about something about the market, hey, what's the market today? I call Randy. Um, watch the bond rates, watch the price of mm-hmm. wholesale gasoline and oil and lumber and all the all the things that's going to affect us in the future to kind of predict what's going to happen and what we need to do as far as our finances. Well, that's so. the first I heard when you just now said that they're talking about interest rates going down. That's the first mm-hmm. I heard of that. Um, so that's – That's the end of, end of this year, early next year, they think it – 
probably a quarter, half a point coming up here at the next meeting, and then maybe another quarter of a point, but they think it levels off then. And it's all going to depend on the CPI and uh, data and the uh, inflation data as to what it comes out. But they're thinking that uh, inflation is slowing down. I don't think we're seeing that locally. Uh, if you go buy a dozen eggs, you you see it's crazy right now, yeah. uh, things that we're, we're paying so much for, but we'll see. My brother and his wife told us at Christmas they were going to get some chickens this year, so we're going to. So, because because the eggs are so high, I'm like, are y'all serious? Yeah, we're going to build a coop and get some chickens. I thought, okay, cool. Hey, I'll buy some from you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So those farm eggs are great. Yeah. Um. So I, I talked about a disadvantage of of from the commission's perspective about adding or doing the five through eight addition to the K through four. The one of the advantages the 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 commissioners that voted yes were saying we do it all in one project we don't have to come back and knock out a wall to add on the five through eight and everything's under everything's done at one time and so those are the two school of thoughts I mean really it didn't it didn't stray from anything no. really too far from those thoughts but again twelve twelve tie which means it, it's there's not a majority which means the motion fails I've been asked uh, by citizens and other people when can this be brought up again well it can be brought up again. Whenever, really, any time. But I think the consensus is they're not going to bring it up for another year or two because they, the commission has spoken. Yeah, and they need to, you know, get the school built, see where things are. You know, what is our growth pattern going to be going forward? We had tremendous growth in 2020, 2021, and 2022. Is that going to continue? If you talk to folks in real estate, you see that real estate has leveled off. We're not seeing the houses sell in two or three hours. Now they're back to two or three weeks or, you know, 30 days. And so I think that's slowed down. And I think the people moving here has kind of slowed down some. So we'll just have to see what our growth is over the next year or two. And if we see it continues to be big, then plan in the future, uh, you know, 27, 28 years, our debt drops off tremendously, pay off some uh, some of the old debt. So you're going to have a lot of bonding capacity coming up that you could go back and do this and not have to raise taxes to do it. We're paying over $17 million a year in debt right now? About 18 and a half. 18 and a half. That's right. Sorry. It kind of went up a little bit. Yeah. And then, like you said, twenty year, uh, fiscal year is 26, 27. Uh, it should drop down four, over $4 million yeah. to around 13 Yeah, and then we, we drop even below 10 over the next couple of years after that. It keeps falling off. Of course, if we keep growing like we have been growing, there's going to be other projects we're going to have to do that I'm sure will add some more debt to it. But uh, we will be in great shape debt-wise in those years to be able to do more projects. We're in great shape financial-wise now. The county's been in great financial shape for the the last several years, so uh, we want to keep it that way. Well, and you and I talked um, several, several times over the last few months when the discussion came back up. And I would ask you, is this going to cause us to need more money in, in our debt service, our, our fund balance and debt service? And the answer you and I came up with was no, not right. this additional $16 million. Much more than that, yes. yes. We're, we're actually stretching ourselves out when we do the $16 million, where we don't have a lot of room for, for uh, I guess, we don't have a lot of room for anything else for at least four or five more years. Right. And, you know, I I, th- I think most of the commissioners, and, and I do, kind of look at, uh, well, what would I do in my personal life? If I'm building a new house and it comes in way over budget, uh, what am I going to do? Well, I'm probably not going to go borrow 16 and a half more million or whatever that 165000 yeah. whatever that number might be on a house. You're probably going to say, well, we're going to build the smaller, and then we may want to add on to it later on. So. Yeah. Uh, 
we just want to we'll make sure we stay in great financial shape and and you never know what's going to happen that's right the 2020 tornado the ice storms have proven that we could have something happen that we need uh, you know several million dollars to do a cleanup or something until fema reimburses so we want to stay in good financial shape not overexpend ourselves that's right that's great information i have mary randy porter from putnam county in with me today on local matters this has been rogers we'll be back after this break what's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses when you shop local your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community helping to benefit your friends and neighbors local schools roads and all aspects of community life but what happens to my money if i spend it online or at a national chain store in most cases the profits go far away out of state corporate headquarters or even overseas it doesn't take any extra effort to shop local office mart on south jefferson and cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store for over 35 years they've been proud to serve businesses in the upper cumberland with quality and value you get real customer service too and unlike shopping online you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Mary Randy Porter from Putnam County. We've been talking the special call meeting that happened in commission uh, for the commission uh, in December and uh, talking about the school and we're going to move on from that because it was a good good conversation mayor and I appreciate it but some good stuff and and I, I guess I'll start with this <clears throat> you talked about the growth you know I think you told me the other day we set a record year for building permits in 2022 we yes we had uh, right at 90 million dollars worth of building uh, construction and and that's out in the rural part of the county does not include our cities of all good Baxter Monterey and Cookville uh, that broke the record from the previous year of seventy million. So um, unbelievable! A lot of new homes being built uh, in the rural part of the county. A lot of subdivisions being developed. Although December was a slow month, it usually is. We had some really bad cold weather. We had the holidays. It was wet. Uh, so we'll see over the next two or three months if that's a new trend starting. But. Uh, I am hearing from some of the contractors that uh, home sales are slowing down some. But then I hear from other developers that are developing 60 and 80 new lot subdivisions and, and all this kind of stuff. So uh, I don't I don't think we'll see a major slowdown. We may level off some, but uh, we set a record, all-time record. And uh, uh, it's amazing that uh, at how many homes I think I counted. I started keeping the data back in the uh, 2015 right after i took office and from 2015 to 2022 about 1600 new homes built out in the rural part of the county wow amazing that's crazy so that and that helps our um tax base mm-hmm. helps our property tax revenue with all this development coming in for the county and hopefully will help with our upcoming budget and absolutely we'll get a you know the more homes we have that are built well, the bigger the tax base is and and the more tax revenue that it brings in and so less that the property tax rate has to be yeah so um and we're going to always have you back on in the spring to talk about budget stuff and we'll get to that the next time but so let's talk about some of the updates uh we mentioned the the bond issue for the jail and and that's actually there's actually walls being put up amazing you need to drive by if you haven't and watch it's like putting up legos on a large scale uh they are they are pre-built these walls uh, they ship them from Atlanta. They're pre-built from Atlanta. They ship them to Atlanta. They put them up with a crane. They weld the pieces together. That's why that building's put together. And you say, why did we do that? 
it it was cheaper to do that. It's it costs less money. They're they're solid concrete walls, but it's cheaper to do that in Atlanta where they have a factory that builds those and and truck them in and put them together. They say that somewhere they think around the end of February to the middle of March they'll have the whole building put together, and it's going to look like it's finished on the outside. Of course, the inside there's got a lot of work to be done on the inside, but the the major structure should be done in the next sixty days or so. I'm going to ask a Dumb question, and I'm, I apologize to you and everybody listening. How do they bring those big walls into Cookville? On tractor trailer trucks. And is it just one, or is it is it, it one wall per truck? One wall per truck. And uh, they'll bring it in. That big crane picks it up, sets it in, and then they weld those walls together. And once they're welded together, they're there. And then they'll come back with their finishers and finish up. You know, little. If you know you're gonna get scratches and stuff on stuff, but they'll finish all that up and it'll look like just a brand new building once it's done. We're still thinking a year, maybe. I think for that building to open, the contractor's deadline is May of 2024. I think it'll be close to that. Um, you never know how fast things will happen, but some of these supply chain shortages. I mean, the generator uh, for the building, 11 months out from the day that that it was ordered and so you kind of have to wait on some of this stuff electrical switches and so forth so uh, i think opening it will be sometime spring of 2024 to the first part of our fiscal year in july of 2024 is my guess so um that's moving along it was yes. a bit, it was a slow start it was a lot of underground work had to be done they got it all finished you're gonna see some major progress over the next few months now Fairgrounds is something mm-hmm. we talk about every time you're on. What's the latest update on the fairgrounds? They are moving a lot of dirt. Uh, all the earth moving is under underway, has been uh, now for several months. Uh, of course, it kind of depends on the weather, but you know, I drove by there Saturday. It had been raining, and they were moving earth. Uh, the goal is is to have all the roads and utilities and and uh, the midway and the arena and all those kind of things built, but we want to get the pad for the new conference convention welcome center whatever we decide to call it uh that pad in so we can start construction on it and in april may sometime uh got the uh, drawings are being developed now and hoping to put that up to bed probably in february and and uh, so we'll start construction on it that'll be our first building uh, get all the roads in paved uh, everything utilities and everything in goal is is all that would happen probably by early fall of this year uh, still waiting on the old fairgrounds to sell uh, have had a couple more interested parties are looking at it you just never know when something that big is gonna gonna happen but uh, it's still for sale once that happens then we build the large expo center but uh, even if it doesn't sell for a little while we've got plenty of work to do down there we're building these other buildings and the facilities and to remind everybody a few months ago well, maybe longer than that the commission voted to allow you to negotiate that sale yeah. of the current fairgrounds one it expedites the process Two, instead of you having to come back every time somebody wanting to get pr- yeah. approved by the commission, that's not required by law. We're, what we did was uh, within the law, and also we know you know what you're doing. So uh, we have faith in you to negotiate that sale, so that speeds the process up. When you feel like you can update us, you update us. Yes. Uh, and so there's nothing you've kept from us. We're, we're well aware of the activity going on there. We just don't have anything concrete. Full transparency, and that's my goal from the beginning, and we just don't have any concrete. When we do, it'll come to the commission. They'll make the decision, do they accept the offer or not, and if they do, great. If they don't, well, we keep trucking. You talked about um, some other buildings on Tennessee Avenue, the school bus garage. Uh, how's it coming along? 
almost complete on the drawings. Uh, one final meeting with the department heads that are involved with that building uh, here in the next week or so. Uh, then we'll look at putting a bid out. Um, hopefully, do construction, start construction on it in early spring too. Um, if just depends on weather too, with how some of that'll go. But that's going to be a nice facility. School bus garage, county highway building that's out next to Walmart behind where the old stockyard was. Uh, very difficult to get in now that with trucks and buses. Uh, move it out, build a new building, sell that property. The sale of Shoney's Hill and the sale of that land will pay for the new building down Tennessee Avenue. So it'll be a, a win-win situation. And then the vehicle maintenance part of uh, is out on carlin drive next to avery trace school moving it into the building so we'll have all of our vehicle maintenance facilities in one one location how many times i'm putting you on the spot on this one so don't be mad at me how many times the last few months have you asked if your if your office is moving out to these new buildings on tennessee avenue (laughs) (laughs) more than i can count (laughs) there's no plans to move the offices out of the courthouse none whatsoever we love the courthouse i mean it's a hundred and twenty two or three year old building but uh we've done a lot of renovations on it over the last several years it looks really good to be that old we love it in the courthouse a lot of history and no plans to move uh, no plans to move any of the offices out of the courthouse well i, I bring it up <laughs> for full transparency because i've been asked and i know if i've been <laughs> yeah. asked you've been asked i hear y'all are shutting down the courthouse and no. everybody's moving their offices right now you have the county mayor the assessor property Register deeds and trustee. Right, it's all in the courthouse, and you have the commission chambers on the third floor. No plans to move that uh, to anywhere uh, right now, and 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 I don't know how long you'll be mayor, mayor, but uh, probably not in your tenure as mayor. Not so, planning on in my tenure. Yeah. No. So anyway, just kind of letting that, let, getting that out there. So um, good information, Randy. We got one more segment with you, and we got more to talk about. When we come back after this break here on Local Matters. I'm with Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Mayor Randy Porter from Putnam County. Great information so far. Always love having having you in, Mayor, to update everybody on the county. Just you know what's going on, and you're the best person to ask. So I bring you in, and good information. We have some laughs, so it's been good so far. One thing, we're, we've got all these projects going, uh, and that's what we do is, is if we have the ability – to make uh, something better, to provide better services, to better access to people, we do it. And that's, that's that's what you've been doing. The goal of being an office. That's right. It? That's what you've been doing since you've been in the commission as well. So one project that just got completed was the Patent House. Mm-hmm. So tell me, when will the Patent House be open to the public, and what's in the Patent House? So the Patent House was uh, Miss Maureen Patton donated it to Putnam County back many years ago. She was a history buff. She was she was our historian for Putnam County. When she passed away, she donated. It was a house, but it had uh, it was kind of a museum. It had this huge doll collection, all these things in it. Well, that was destroyed by the tornado in 2020. And so we got some FEMA money, and then the county put in money to, to rebuild it. What we wanted to do is, is we have our Veterans Museum and Archivist is in the bottom of the old health department, which is the county court clerk's office building and so we wanted to move it out into its own facility we got our veteran service officers that work with our veterans on a day-to-day basis with benefits and so forth that's in the old veterans building on spring street so we're moving all those together out into this new facility that we just finished uh, it's just past jackson street uh on highway 70 
uh, nice facility, going to have the Veterans Museum in the bottom uh, lower level of the building. Archivist uh, gets half of the building on top, and the veteran service officers get the other half. And then in the middle is the is the doll museum that we're putting in there. And it, it'll be a it's kind of going to be a Putnam County history building too. That there's a lot of history that our archivist Glenn Jones has that we put putting in the building, and it's going to be a nice facility for veterans, archivists, museum, the whole shebang. And uh, we just finished it, got the CO on it uh, yesterday. And so they're starting to move furniture in and move. We got a lot of moving to do with all those um, uh, cases from the Veterans Museum to move and put in. So my guess is by the time we get everything moved in and open, probably we'll have an open house probably sometime in February would be my guess. Uh, could be first of March, but see how the weather goes and how things go. But it's going to be a very nice facility. And we really needed it, especially for the veteran service officers. Where they were, it was very cramped. Not a lot of privacy, and they they deal with thousands of veterans on an annual basis of helping them with their VA and and disability and benefits and so forth. So looking yeah, forward to that. And that's a change that's that's going to happen, and we obviously think it's a good change. Had some people that's that don't like change, yeah. But it's like you said, you walk in the current one, and and you could have somebody meeting with with Mark, and then somebody else come in and have to meet with somebody else, and you can hear all conversations, yeah. and that's not the intention of a veteran service officer and the services they provide. Yeah, you got to have privacy when it comes to that kind of thing. So this is going to be 100% better, much larger, allowing us to hire a receptionist that will help the veteran service officers when they're meeting with veterans and need somebody to answer the phone and as people come in and schedule appointments and so forth. So it's it's going to be a nice facility. So the patent house is, is completed. It's not open yet. Looking to maybe do a break uh, – um, open house open house and and, uh, and maybe within the next month or so yeah. so yeah I think hopefully look at that also uh, closed on some lots in the business park what, what happened with that yeah we're uh, we had two business well two business lots you would say in the Highlands business park that is owned by the city and county we had Hollinsworth, which is the company, the contractor that built Focosa, the big building. They were wanting to buy two of the lots and build what we call spec buildings. When you look at the economic development going on in the state now, most of the companies looking to come in, they're not wanting to take the time to build a building. They're wanting something already built. And so Hollinsworth is going to build two buildings, 150,000 square foot on one, 250. Uh, on the other, and they'll be available for either lease or purchase for these companies looking to move to Putnam County. We get them almost every day uh, they are looking. Uh, we are being very selective, though, on companies. I mean, we can't stop a company from coming, but if they're looking for any kind of incentives from, from the county or the city. We're being very selective. It's got to be some really good high wages for us to do anything like that because we have such a workforce shortage right now, not enough people to fill all the jobs. Uh, I think we looked. It's like there's two jobs for every one person out there uh, that works in the county. So anybody that says that I don't have a job <laughs> – Call me. Right. Uh, there's uh, there's jobs out there for everyone. It may not be exactly what you want to start with, but there are thousands of job openings. So we're very fortunate to have Hollingsworth uh, building these buildings. It'll give us a couple locations for 
new businesses that we might attract that will bring in some high-paid uh, wages. And then, of course, the business park is a partnership between the county and the city. Right. And I don't remember the year that that was purchased, but it's before you became mayor, but not, I mean, not much long before Yes, that. probably. It was back in, the, I don't know, 2006 or eight, maybe. I don't remember exactly when they when they did it all, but I remember it, but it's not a remember exact year, but uh it's it's been very good we got uh Ficosa and colorobia that's already there we got uh the new uh food processing plant that's going to be start construction just any time they bought a lot there we got these two lots that are sold uh it's it's starting to fill up with uh you know they there were small lots for more tech type uh uh, facilities, but uh, it's starting to fill up selling, selling a lot of those lots. You talked about new businesses wanting to come here. You know, we have a brand new FedEx facility. We do, and it hadn't been a whole lot of talk because they didn't come to the county wanting anything. No, it was totally on them. They they even helped uh, pay for the widening of Tennessee Avenue and and everything. They did everything on their own. Huge facility, like two hundred fifty thousand square foot, I think. Uh, very nice. Uh, FedEx has been a great business partner here with us. They've got several locations already. Uh, the one, the, the biggest one was out behind the old truck stop on Highway 111. Uh, don't know about what they're going to do with those facilities, but the new one's going to be really nice. Yeah, they have a shipping center off of um, Jackson and. They um, do. Um, Oh, CC Camp Road. CC Camp yeah, Road. I yeah. think, yeah, I about lost my head. You know, so they're they've invested in our community. Oh, heavily, and been here for a long time. Those are the type we love. All of our businesses, okay. But when you have a business come in like FedEx and and they build a huge facility and don't ask for anything from the city or county, well, that's that's big. Uh, a lot of the new businesses coming in want incentives, and I understand that if they're moving in, they don't have a. Uh, facilities here already but uh, we love our we love those type of businesses that that don't ask for anything we had a record year to be in in small business openings uh, i counted about 54 sm- new small businesses that open storefronts we're not talking about just go get a business license right. and i'm running out of my house we're talking they rented leased or bought store frontage and opened new businesses and everything you can think of i think we had like uh 79 or 80 ribbon cuttings uh that set a record uh we really did great in 2022 because the small businesses are the backbone of our economy we love to see those flourishing Oh yeah, yeah. Because you got the people that are running them, or people that are here living living inside oh, yeah. the county, in the city. So, um, so that's a lot going on. The new FedEx facility is it creating more jobs, or is it just moving? Creating more jobs. Uh, I don't quote me on a number, but I think it was somewhere around a hundred new jobs wow. that it was uh, bringing in on top of all the people that they already have employed here. Uh, the new Garrett Brothers Concrete right beside of it. Uh, they work together. Those two work together on widening Tennessee Avenue and repaving it and everything. So you got a nice street that's going down uh, where we'll be once it's finished. And uh, you got Academy Sports Coast right there beside of it. I think you'll see a lot of development happening at that new inter- that new interchange on Tennessee Avenue, especially when you see the fairgrounds and the new convention center stuff start opening. I think you're going to see a lot of movement in that area. We're hearing that there's several uh, businesses have already bought land there that are looking to develop. Let's talk um, about a few minutes we got left. Not, we got a couple minutes. And, and this is something that come up this week for me with a couple of county mayors, and I just want your thoughts and your opinion because I, I just love hearing what you got to say about a lot of stuff in county government. So 
we had redistricting uh, back in 21 because the census was done in 20. And, you know, you and I have said all along that we're, our numbers are low. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we don't know how many thousands now. It's like maybe one or 2,000, 3,000 low probably we're yeah. thinking now. But I've had a couple questions um, about doing special censuses, census from uh, counties in the Cumberland. And what would it benefit? Mayor, do you do you know of a benefit that would do a county because they got to pay for it? Do you know of a benefit the county would get if they did a special census? Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but well, no, I'm, you know, in thinking of that, I don't remember hearing of a county ever doing a special census. Now you hear it with cities. A lot of the city's revenue is based on population, so they're they're looking at uh, doing them. Google has done them in the past. They've done special senses when they didn't think it was right. I've never heard of a county doing one. Don't, only a couple of things. Of course, we talked in the break, UCHRA and UCDD, our, our development district, uh, the amount of money they get is based on population of the counties in the 14 Upper Cummins. Probably might help them some. Uh, the other thing would be is if there are ever American Rescue Fund's federal dollars come down from the federal government in the future like it did. We hadn't saw that in the past until this COVID thing hit. You start seeing that, it's based on population. It might help a little bit. Uh, usually 1000 or two or 3000 on population is not going to make that much difference on the uh, on the amount of money. So I'm not sure it would you would get the benefit versus what you're going to spend to do it. Yeah, and that's it's going to cost twenty five to thirty thousand dollars for a smaller county. Oh, at least, and yeah. more for us. Yeah, and so, and I, and I'm not asking you to do one. I'm not bringing it up for Putnam to do one. I just that's been in my role, in my position. At UT, I get questions like that. What would it benefit us from having a special census? Well, my first answer was I really don't know, other than what you just said. Yeah. Uh, so, just just some county government talk between the mayor and I. That's uh, <laughs> that's kind of what we do outside of the radio uh, station. So anyway, uh, Mayor, thanks for being on. Ben, thank you for having me, and, and thank you for what you do for our county. A lot of folks might not know, but you're the chairman of our county commission. You're the chairman of our budget committee, probably the most uh, important committee we have inside the county government. Spends a lot of time that he doesn't get paid for. Uh, you're a CTAS rep. Uh, you just do a lot for our county, and I want to make sure everyone knows that and say thank you for what you do. Well, I appreciate that, Randy. I, I love doing it, and I love working with all of our officials. Uh, love working with you. Uh, I feel like we've work well together no, great relationship good, absolutely great progress and hope and that's why we're here that is we're here to, to do what we can to serve the, the people of putnam county whatever makes their lives easier so folks uh had mary randy porter for putnam county in hope y'all have enjoyed it hope y'all have a great weekend remember it's a lot easier to smile than it is a frown be good out there be nice to somebody and we'll see you next week